learning about movies. Learning about movies. Learning about movies. Spoiler alert. The Goonies find one-eyed Willie's treasure and save the Goondocks. <gasps> I know. Welcome to Syndication, uh, the only podcast that will do the Truffle Shuffle on command. <laughs> Treasure maps, pirate ships, and familial abuse. This episode, we discover the 1985 adventure classic, The Goonies. The Goonies. I'm your host, uh, The Goonies. I'm your host, Tyler Young. Hi, Tyler. And with me is the full crew, pirate crew. Full crew. Arr, baby. Hi. <laughs> Arg. Walk uh, the plate of podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. There's someone sitting next to me. Who's that guy? Hey, that's me. Uh, my name is Devin Ellis. It is that, Ellis. That's correct. And that's your real name. That's my real name. All right. Not named after the islands. Not named after the islands. Wait, then why do we always call you Ellis Island? You never call me that. We say it all know, there's the time. a lot of episodes <laughs> where we call you that. I'm going to I'm going to quit the sh- quit the show. <laughs> I'm quitting the show. Can I have Devin's spot if he quits? Wait, who is that? Promoted Speaking. to series regular. Who are you, lady? Oh. Well, I'm supposed to go after Matt. Why you stop? You don't, that, you don't have to. Yeah, you can just go first. I'm Jackie. <laughs> Matt's wife. <laughs> Hi, Jackie, Matt's wife. Jackie, Hi. Matt's wife. Is that hyphenated? Jackie of Matt. <laughs> That's my question. <laughs> it's French. Oh, oh. Nice. Miss wife. Miss wife. <laughs> I'm his French art student. He's always wanted Jackie to be with one. Miss wife. Oh. Isn't that right, babe? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who's this Matt guy you keep talking about? Oh, it's me. I'm one-eyed Matty. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so we're talking about Goonies, which is my pick. I am so psyched, Tyler. This is one of my favorites from childhood. So I didn't know this, but Jackie did. And you know what? I I should have known this because on more than one occasion, you have said Goonies never die. And I'm like, ha Goonies never die. Goonies never say die. <laughs> I was like, that's right. Goonies was a movie at one point. <laughs> You're right. I won't ever die. <laughs> I mean, that's just a fact. I won't ever die. So It's true. Yeah. It's on film. It's, uh, it's preserved. That's right, everybody. I'm immortal. So uh, here's what I knew about the movie when I picked it. Uh, Sloth, right? He exists. Do you know, hey, you guys. I knew, hey, you guys. Nice. Baby Ruth. I knew that. I knew the truffle shuffle. And I knew it was about a fat kid who, who danced around with the stomach <laughs> exposed. Uh, something about a treasure hunt. And then there was the kid who made the booby traps. And that's it. That's all I knew. Oh, and that Josh Brolin, Sean Astin was in it. Yeah. The cast is stacked. Yeah. It is. It, they got the lady from uh, Throw Mama from the Train, which I wish I wrote her name down, but I didn't. Yeah, I'm looking at She's the cast great. list right now. I just thought about looking at that. Joe Pantoliano. Yep. He's in it. With a hairpiece, which is always funny for everybody. Oh, I saw uh, an outtake where it fell off, and all the kids laughed at him, and it was really funny. <laughs> well, it's, uh, like, it's, all in, right, all right. it's in one of the scenes. It's like they're getting, um, it's like the one with all the water or something, and he goes like, watch your hair, and he like pulls his hairpiece off. Oh, After does he's he? been telling his brother for the whole movie that that <laughs> he doesn't wear a hairpiece. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I must have missed that part. Yeah, it's great. That's it's great. Because he actually is bald, and it's, it's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Goonies, guys. So, Matt, you uh, like when did you f- first see it? Oh, this is such a big part of my childhood that I couldn't even tell you the first time I saw it. It's just like it's always been with me. It's one of those movies, you know? Yeah, yeah. And like I've tried to make Jack, you know, when when you told us this is what you wanted to pick, I you know, we we sort of mentioned that I have tried to make Jackie watch this in the past and it has gone poorly. <laughs> How far did you get? I don't think she I ever think... even got onto the treasure hunt. No. It's always like what? when they're in the house in the attic. Yep. Oh my god. 
I'm a bad wife in a lot of ways. I should take his bids more. <laughs> so you watched the whole thing this time, Jackie? Yeah, I did. I had to watch it in two parts, though. <laughs> Rewatching as an adult, I'm more than happy to to admit that there are problems. <laughs> um, um, like what? What do you what, what do you mean? Well, problems. I mean, we we can get to it in a bit. Well, okay, but I I because. Because I can't just be unequivocally positive about something, I decided because I love this movie so much that it was my job to point out all of the plot holes. So I have a list of plot holes. Do you mean, okay, so you mean problems like like film problems, or do you think like there's, it's, it's problematic? Like there's weird stuff. Like I don't know if you guys noticed at the very end when they're being interviewed by the press, one of them says like, the octopus was the worst part. And, yeah, that was a cut uh, scene. It was a cut scene. Yeah, yeah. Which they we watched left. that scene. Oh, did you? Okay, we did. It's pretty... have you seen it? Yes, I have seen it. It's yeah. fucking have you seen amazing. How they defeat the octopus? <laughs> I Data. don't remember that part. I saw it Data. years and years ago. But... <laughs> Data takes a cassette tape in the player and like puts it on so it's playing like out of the little speaker and then shoves it in the octopus's mouth and the octopus is like music <laughs> yeah it like it swims away <laughs> like it doesn't electrocute him because that makes no, no, no sense or anything it's just like he's like it like he's defeated by the power of rock <laughs> oh no 80s rock fuck oh, my can't... only weakness yeah. <laughs> as an octopus <laughs> I just I I think there's there's some some squiggliness about the film. Sure. But like normally we let the person who picked the movie go first, but since you asked me, I'm just going to go. What I love about this film is that they basically I don't know how many times you guys did this as children. I did this, I don't know. I can't count the number of times where me and my friends decided we were going to go out and dig for buried treasure, right? We decided there must have been somebody that buried something nearby. <laughs> We're just going to start digging. And I love that they took like a quintessentially like everything for the first third of the movie is like pretty normal kid stuff. Like, oh, we found this random thing that we think is going to lead us to buried treasure. Let's go pursue that thing. And then the movie basically says like, right, but like, what if there actually was buried treasure? Oh, and also murderers. <laughs> That's what I love about it. It's like taking that childhood fantasy to like its logical conclusion. Yeah, th this this is childhood imagination heroin. Right. Using that for the socials for sure. I I did this as a kid where like me and my brother would like with sticks were like yeah. sword fighting like over the treasure yeah. like it's mine you son of a bitch you can't <laughs> have it <laughs> you know <laughs> I buried it years ago it's mine I lay claim to it and this movie is yeah like you said it's that it's exactly like. Okay, but what if, yes, that is all true. What if, yeah, behind that country club wall, there is a fucking tunnel that goes right. down to, like, where right. there's, like, pirate skeletons and stuff? It makes absolutely no sense. It's so outrageous that there is a pirate ship trapped in a cave, and that they took the time to build all these boobies. Like, it's so absurd that if you pitched it to somebody, they'd be like, <laughs> that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. But, like... From the perspective of a child, which is the only right. way that I can really remember this movie, because that's when I saw it, it is amazing. It is everything yeah. that you want it to be. Yeah, like no contractor or construction worker at one point was like yeah. building this wall and like, hey, there's a fucking skeleton back here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like literally somebody had to put in those pipes that are right next door to the skeleton. Right. Yeah. And nobody had to go like, oh. What's this fucking thing? <laughs> hey, there's a whole cave a... system under here already. <laughs> hey, let's follow these tunnels that are right here. Oh my God, there's a goddamn pirate ship here. <laughs> I don't know. I wonder if this is sort of specific to a little boy's childhood experience because I don't know. I think I remember one time in my life being on a school playground and some little boy was like, we're all digging for dinosaur fossils or whatever. Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, I was like, I don't want to do that. Because there was this idea. I don't want to get my clothes dirty. Um, I'm just being I real. I, mean, like I think it's like definitely socialized in some ways. This is not a part of my childhood experience. I feel like there was this idea that I remember having of like, we know like dinosaurs and buried treasure, like they exist, 
somewhere. Why not right here? <laughs> they got to right. be yeah. somewhere. Right. So we're just going to take. And in my mind, it was like maybe like a 30%, 50% chance we were going to find something. Right. right. If Chester Copperfied didn't find it, how would we find it? But what if? You guys, just what if this map can lead to one-eyed Willie's rich stuff? Maybe. Then we wouldn't have to leave the goondocks. That, like, hope springs eternal, right? You're always like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're going to find it this time. We've never found it before. But law of averages means that we're going to find it this mm -hmm. time. Sometime. Yeah. Has anyone also, by the way, uh, tried to dig to China? Because I have as a kid, and they say those lines in the movie. <laughs> Did you get yeah, there? Yes. They do. Yeah, the Chinese kid no. says, like, Maybe if we keep going down, we'll get to China. I can visit my auntie. I, yeah, he definitely, he's the one that says that, which is really funny. But no, um, yeah, I definitely tried that as a kid. I, also, I, I, troublesome this is like, in 2022. This is totally irrelevant to this movie, but I like want to brag on my grandfather for a second. So when I was a kid, my grandparents lived on the Cape Fear River and they had a boat. And my grandfather, one time, he literally drew like, he found some piece of parchment, aged it with like flame and shit, and then drew a pirate map on it. And we spent the day driving around on his boat to different islands where he had pre-buried treasure of different Holy international coins. Shit. That's amazing. It was the greatest. That's so, the best kid <laughs> experience I could think of. Did you understand that it was like designed? No. no. Thought, <laughs> thought it shit. was so real. That must have been thought the best it was day so legitimate. ever. It was not until I think I was in like middle school and a kid down the street wanted to trade me some of my coins from the treasure for some of his like geodes or something. <laughs> and when I gave it to him, he looked at the dates on the coins and he was like, these are from like the 60s. What <laughs> Like what, what is your deal, man? I love that your your family kept it going too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, My man. family loved to fuck with me. They also told me when I was a child that if I could put salt on a seagull's wings, I could catch it. <laughs> what? Your grandfather? Day, wait, did Grandpa tell you that? Yes, Grandpa told yeah, me that. Same Grandpa. <laughs> and to this day, if I confront him about it, he goes. Well, technically, if you're close enough to put salt on a seagull's wings, you can just catch it. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't make any sense, though. <laughs> I love that he tries to like backpedal. He's like, "No, I was technically oh, right." <laughs> he's one of a kind. He's yeah, one of a he's kind. something else. Anyway, I loved pirates as a kid. Is really all that means to say. And I think that they even probably concocted that adventure for me because I love this movie so much. Mm. I mean, yo, absolutely right. Like, yeah. like what? What little? I mean. Okay, I don't, don't want to generalize too much, but like mo most little boys that uh, like me and most of my friends growing up all had this fantasy and did this thing yeah. and have have that like baked in of like going out in high flying adventures, breaking the rules, you know, messing with each other and yeah, uh, and striking it rich, you know. Sure. It's oh god. So yeah, I'm I'm with you. I as an adult, <laughs> being an adult child love this movie yeah it's fantastic it's really stupid and it makes no sense and you do have the skin of a child yes <laughs> i'm still somehow the oldest out of all of us and i yeah, still trouble me i don't think you can claim that anymore i think that you've you fell so? into a time vortex or something <laughs> you made a deal with the devil Call yeah, house. that's what it was. when i have this much gray in my beard i don't think you get to claim you're the the youngest anymore you have a full beard with lots of gray in it, and I can't even grow a beard. <laughs> I'm fucking 35. <laughs> I can't grow a beard. <laughs> My voice is this high pitched. You know what the hell's it's going all on? gonna hit you in like 10 more years. You think so? You think I'm I'm just gonna like hit 50, and all of a sudden it's just gonna like, all no. of a sudden I'm just <laughs> Goonies never age. <laughs> Tyler never says die. Goonies never say die. I have a question for Ty Ty. Mm -hmm. A lot of Spielberg recently was Jaws was your pick, right? Or was it Devin's? Jaws was my pick. Definitely. Okay, what's going on with all this Spielberg, guys? I'm, I'm. To I be mean, fair, this is just produced by Spielberg, which I didn't even know. That, okay, but, but it he's, makes perfect sense. His name's in the mix. Okay, so he actually has more to do with it than than that. He did wrote, you know? Did you know? Hey, did you know? Did you know? He he <laughs> wrote the story. 
but not screenplay. So Chris had, Columbus the, 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 wrote the screenplay. That's right. Uh, and I'm, if not uh, you Chris listeners, Col- <laughs> Chris Columbus of uh, Harry Potter fame. That's right. Mm-hmm. He oh. Uh, oh, he man. directed Adventures in Babysitting, Home Alone one and two, Mrs. Out. Doubtfire, and the first three Harry Potter movies. Look at that guy! Wow, that's right. Impressive. And this was directed, yeah. And this was directed by Richard Donner, who directed The Omen, Superman, the original one, Scrooged, and Lethal Weapon. But Steven Spielberg created, like, he came up with the story. So, so here's my idea. I don't know this for sure, but my idea is that. He was busy doing other bigger stuff, and they're like, Steven Spielberg, please, can you please help us with this movie? He's like, all right, I, I, I have an idea. Uh, what about you know a bunch of kids in this town that's about to be you know bought out by a bunch of rich assholes? Uh, they find some buried treasure, and they save it. And they're like, holy shit, oh, that's awesome. Oh, my God, that's such a great idea. And then other people went and wrote it and directed it, but he was, actually was there on set and helping out Richard Donner with uh, some some pointers and some direction to make oh, it nice. adventurous and fun. It's a very Spielberg-feeling movie. Yeah, yeah. By a lot. For sure, yeah. Actually, when you break the script down with a, with a creative group that I got like this, I've got from Mike Riva doing the sets and, and, and Nick McClain on camera and this wonderful, crazy group of kids and Spielberg looking over my shoulder all of the time, which I happen to love because... I guess he's the biggest kid of them all and comes up with the best ideas. Uh, especially, and we we talked about this a couple of times, especially in the Jaws episode, the talking over each other mm-hmm. thing. It's all over the place. Everybody's talking over each other. Yeah, I I <laughs> dig it. I, I like it as a device, I think. I love it a lot more here because it's just a bunch of kids fucking around, which is my experience with being a child, is that yeah. you all talk mm-hmm. over each other. I don't like it in a lot of the Spielberg movies because it's like military people that are trying to communicate with one another. And you're like, just shut up for a second while the other guy talks. But that happens, though, speaking from someone who was in the military. I've never been in the military, so you tell me. I mean, it happens where we were, too, when shit was going down. People were like, okay, we got to get this done. Well, hang on. We got, you know, people are speaking over each other and trying to do stuff or whatever. Military is the same way. You get too many cooks in the kitchen and... People start trying to like, who's in charge? I'm in charge. I'm the man. No, I'm I'm, I'm the one. You know, you got a lot of that dick swinging kind of stuff. And, and the Goonies is that. It's very 80s and very everyone's like trying to push their weight around and mm-hmm. talking and taking over. And I don't know. It, it feels realistic. And, it, and it's it's kind of fun as long as it's for me, it, it kind of elevated the, the kids performances because it was kind of where we going like it's a bunch of kids as main characters right kids suck as actors generally none of them are doing a good job Mm-mm. but when it's Not just a cacophony really. yeah 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 it it like you you like don't notice any one performance and you're like yeah that's what kids are like exactly until like one of them has a speech and you're like oh okay <laughs> this is our time down here <laughs> our time is down here yeah <laughs> thanks sean astin <laughs> our parents they want the best of stuff for us. But right now, they got to do what's right for them. Because it's their time. Their time. Up there. Down here, it's our time. It's our time down here. Down and I just watched Sean Astin in a... Have you seen that? Uh, has anyone seen that Josh Gad Reunited Apart series? No. He's been doing like a YouTube series of like old... 80s and 70s and 90s movies where all of the actors and directors and writers and everything come together and oh, talk nice. about the movie and we just watched the one for for goonies you got the whole cast yeah oh cool. my gosh chunk is so healthy now it blows yeah. me away i mean that's obviously right, right? <laughs> how many people had him do the trouble shuffle after this yeah. movie came out you're probably and right how far away did he want to get from that after the 100th truffle shuffle he's, he's like, like that's fucking it i'm done <laughs> <laughs> i'm doing crossfit this probably tells you more than i want to reveal on the internet about myself but as a child i always really identified with chunk the most <laughs> <laughs> bread sandwiches bread sandwiches <laughs> i mean like uh, you know just, audio just listeners bread. will not know but uh, for social media reasons, we started doing all these Zoom rooms and we all pick a separate background. And I, you know, I think there's probably a screen cap out there somewhere of uh, me with Chunk as my background doing the truffle shuffle. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I can't remember now why I brought up that Josh Gad series now. What were we talking about right before that? Uh, 
but anyway, the guy that played Chunk, he he seemed like the most into it in a weird way. Like he he's looks like a guy who's been working against Chunk his whole life. But right. then when they're like filming him for this you know reunion, he was like he had a chunk plushie and he was doing the truffle shuffle and he was all excited and doing the lines and stuff. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. Are you going to talk about Sean Astin? Sean Astin. That's right. I brought him up because he sounds exactly like he does mm. when he was a kid. Well, and he put on Lord a voice for it, right? He could like, he mm. could, he could do his own childhood voice is what he was doing. Okay. That could be true, but he, come on, he's, when he was just talking normally, he sounded like he always does. All right, so he, so Sean Astin did this, then Rudy, yeah, then Lord of the Rings, yeah, and then I think the last thing I saw him in was Stranger Things season whatever two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two. I think he's done a bunch, you know, right in between all that, but big hits, lots of big hits. Him For and sure. uh, I think Josh Brolin is probably the biggest one. And and funny that we are watching this immediately after Lord of the Rings, which I think was probably mm-hmm. an accident. Yeah, the whole time I was watching this, I kept thinking that Sean Astin's about to go, Mister Frodo, you know, in, in one of his big speeches. This is our time down here, Mister Frodo. I may not be able to carry it, but I can carry you down here, Mister Frodo. <laughs> it's our time down here, Mister Frodo. Oh man, Sam, <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Samwise. I can't, by the way, I can't get the Cyndi Lauper theme song out of my head, by the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's good (laughs) enough for you. Yeah. uh, So do you guys know anything about the song? Oh, my God, Tyler. Please share this. (laughs) You've opened my eyes before we we got on here. The song is called... Goonies are, and just, just the letter R with the apostrophes. Goonies are good enough. Goonies are. Yeah, Goonies are good enough. It was written for this movie. And I don't know about you guys, but probably the best movie tie in song ever. Yeah. I didn't know it was written for this movie. That's yeah. pretty great. Like, I know that song independently of this movie. Right. Yeah. So the, the song is called Goonies are good enough. And. It, it's yeah it's about the goonies you know and it's about like you know not being high maintenance i guess you know and just being like i don't understand flow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah babe i we're all like waxing we're all creaming our shorts over here i need- well hang on hang on before we get to the dissenting part you have okay. to hear about this fucking video oh okay the video yeah, yeah, yeah. go ahead the cindy lopper video for the goonies is the the best thing ever and uh editor's note for myself throw in some fucking (laughs) the clip of the end the end of this video is the best cindy lopper is so the the there's a whole like michael jackson-esque like story that goes with this music video and it's she works at a gas station with some weirdos like the other bandmates and shit and it's going to be bought out by saudi arabians and so uh they saudi arabians (laughs) Well, you know, gas, you know, oil. They're gonna, they're gonna buy out the gas station, I guess. It's That's 80s. The sort of casual racism that you can only get away with in the eighties. <laughs> and uh, they like, oh, what are we gonna do? We can't buy out this. You know, we 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 can't afford the gas station with this this buyer coming in. So Cindy Lauper finds a secret entrance to a cave behind a wall of the gas station it's the plot of the goonies yeah and <laughs> finds <Cindy Lauper. laughs> finds buried treasure and then meets the actual the entire cast of the goonies like all of the kids and then gets chased by pirates and witches and weird shit and then as she's like about to get attacked by all of them on both sides she's on a bridge over like a river in a cave and, and then all of a sudden she goes Steven Spielberg, how do I get out of this? And then they cut to Steven Spielberg <laughs> in an editing booth looking at the film. And he goes, um, so the first thing I would do is, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> Steven Spielberg, <laughs> how do I get out of this one? <laughs> well, the first thing you should, I don't know. You you actually have to watch this music video. It makes yeah. 
It right. makes so little sense. <laughs> it's so hilarious. I'm going to go uh, ahead and cue it up. Rowdy, so Rodney C- Piper is in Lopper. it? Lopper? Lopper. L-A-U-P-E-R. Lopper, Goonies are good enough. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Watch that and thank me later. Oh, man. Just the screen cap <laughs> is so 80s I can't handle it. This movie is one of the most 80s movies I've oh. ever seen. It is. I know yeah. that that's like the thing right now that's in vogue, but I it's just so good. Saying so Vogue's good. in vogue. Hmm? Cuz the 80s saying in vogue is in vogue. Was is that not in vogue anymore? Vogue. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you, Jackie. You got it. It's Madonna. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Jackie, I don't feel like we've heard from you at all. I know you hated this movie. <laughs> I just want you to rip off the band-aid for me. How I much didn't hate did you it. hate it's it? It's just not my thing, right? I, I think, as you said, there are some problems with it. And if you don't have that, it's like when you read a book when you're a kid and you think it's magical and then you come back to it as an adult and you're like, well, I still really like it because it reminds me of my childhood, but this is whack. I don't know if that makes sense. That's how I felt. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to yeah. think. There are certainly, I think it's how I would feel now if I reread Love in the Time of Cholera, which used to be my favorite book of all time. And I think now I would read it and think to myself, this is not big of a deal. So you, you saw this as a kid? Like you have familiarity with no, it? No, I've never heard of this until Matthew made me, tried to make me watch it. Unfortunately, he was, I just, I feel bad. I should take his bit on this, but I watched it. <laughs> Whatever. You just invented a podcast that eventually made you watch it. Yeah, it's fine. No, it's fine. It's fine. But we should it's watch all, it together. It's been the long game. Time gotcha. is on my side. We should, right, we're done with the show, right? We, did. we should watch it, it together. I, if you can bear another watch in like a couple of weeks, I, I'd, I'd like to watch it together because I, I don't, it was not pleasant just watching it for content because it's not my taste. It's not what I like to watch. And I, it would be more fun to watch it with you. Here's the thing is that like, I think that's probably a bad idea. Cause like I don't I don't want to jump to like the ratings part. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but like there's absolutely no way for me to be unbiased about this. Is this gonna movie. be a 10? No. There's no way for me to be unbiased about this movie because it is something from my childhood. Right. So like it's like people who don't watch Return uh Return of the Jedi until they're adults. It's like the Ewok principle or whatever they called it and how I met right. your mother. Yeah, yeah, It's like yeah. if you watch it after you're a certain age, you're like, Ewoks are stupid. What's the deal with that? And if you watch it <laughs> as a child, you're like, they're teddy bears who fight stormtroopers. It's the coolest <laughs> fucking thing in the world. Yeah. But as an adult, you're like, yeah, but the stormtroopers are a an elite army. Why are they right. being killed by teddy bears? We were literally just talking about this, with, about Star Wars specifically, just before we got on here. But that's like, it's one of those things, right? It's all, it's because like I can watch Return of the Jedi now and it doesn't bother me. I know it doesn't make any sense, but because of the nostalgia, I'm just like, yeah, fucking get them, Ewoks. That's so great. But if I had watched it first when I was in my 20s or something, I'd be like, why are these teddy bears beating yeah. like the government? Like basically the standing army. Mm. Right. Because that doesn't happen. It doesn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make sense. I think one of the larger things here is that Matthew was mentioning nostalgia the other day and how it's sort of a like a post-war invention. Um, I was, I was looking this up. Post-Civil War. Sorry, post-Civil War. Um, it, it was, it was named for um, soldiers that were sick in the hospital and missed their home. Like it was a medical diagnosis for a while. And I, I think it took on vaguely American nationalistic thing later, but it, it was a medical condition, right? This kind of longing was so powerful. People thought that there was something wrong with you. <laughs> Um, that you needed for which you needed to see a doctor. And I think the pull of movies like this for, you know, and it it is sort of when I think of jelly sandals, right? Like pink jelly sandals with the, with the strap Mm -hmm. in the back. Like I can't explain to anyone who's even (laughs) five or six years younger than us because they missed it. Like it's a very, I don't know. Bracelets. Yeah. And, and like Mm. a very millennial thing. Right. And I mean, this is what, when this come out in the mid eighties. So we were, a little young when it came out. 85. But yeah, like the elder millennials will, will probably was have a stronger <laughs> sense of nostalgia. But it's, I, I think I think that's a totally reasonable, yeah, I get it. I, I If I think about things like that, I don't know that maybe Ace Ventura Pet Detective I would <gasps> have very strong feelings about. Ace Ventura Pet Detective. And uh, you must be the Monopoly guy. 
um, and I maybe a similar movie. Goonies. But yeah, I, I just I think this is like it. You, you had to be there. You had to be there. Right. I guess. I disagree because I just watched it and loved it as a 35 year old for the first time. <laughs> you are a child though, right? Like, that's your but you're also parts. a millennial. Like you get that thing. That's true too. Yeah. So there's you're, that you're both right. I am a child who is also a millennial. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say like, if, if we had kids, Jackie, and we showed this to them, if we have kids and I inevitably show this to them as children, <laughs> are you guys having kids? Let's talk I, about it. Right I'm now. pregnant. I'm not pregnant. I think oh, that God. they would inevitably. <laughs> I think that they would love the movie because I I don't know that yeah. it's about timeliness. I think it's about the part of your life in which you see it. I think you're right because what mm-hmm. it is is child imagination. That's interesting. Run to the absolute extreme. It's the yeah. idea of like if I go out in my backyard and I start digging, there could be a fucking like pirate ship down there. And that's like that's so childlike to me that I don't I don't know that it has a timeliness. I think it has an ageliness. If I, I can, I think you're correct. Word. I think that's how it, nostalgia works in general, right? You're nostalgic for a time in your life right. as opposed to for that thing specifically, right? It could be yes. anything to like a pl- or a place, maybe a place, but probably this movie time came out was a big part of it before I was born, right? Like I wasn't sure. forming memories until I was what five, six, seven years old, which yeah. is a full decade. After this, well, that's one data uh, point. So we need to have kids to test it out. Is that what you're saying? Mm. I mean, so like me watching it just a couple of days ago, you know, like I, I had a duality of like, boy, this is stupid as an adult. But then, but then there was like a deep, right, like lizard brain, like this is so fucking fun. Yes, I was like, it's why I play video games still now, right. where I'm just like, I want to dig in my backyard now, <laughs> even though I don't have one, to find a, a tunnel that goes somewhere dangerous and, and right. mysterious and leads to treasure, you know? I don't think that goes away, really. I think that's a baked in, and I don't know if it's a, I don't know, a gender thing or what, Like, but it's like most guys I've ever talked to all have that same, like, Oh fuck yeah! Like <laughs> go dig for buried treasure. I, I also Hitting think be a with pirate, sticks, throwing rocks. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like one of your great qualities, Tyler, is that you never like lost that, right? So like yeah, I think for you better are, or like, worse. particularly well suited for like a movie like this. I think mm-hmm. so too. Yeah, I mean it's definitely up my up my alley. Like I right. love these Spielberg movies. Oh, you know, yeah. Woo-hoo. it's right oh, up my alley. <laughs> 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 the right. inhaler thing was Are like guys- that was pretty like a cool childhood relic like always the kid with the inhaler that that, did that was me with me yeah that was all right there were there that was were totally moments. me there were moments. i also loved mouth as like the eddie haskell stand-in yes um boys rosalita doesn't speak a word of english and i know some of you have taken some spanish in school well mrs walsh i speak perfect spanish and if it's any help to you, I'd be glad to communicate with Rosalia. You're a lifesaver, Clark. Come with us, will you? There were okay. There were moments. I I didn't. Corey Feldman is so fucking intolerable now, but like yeah. as a kid, he was pretty fun. Yeah. You know, because he was like a he was a kid who was wise beyond his years. You know. He was mouth. Yeah, he was mouth. He was yeah. You're do, right. He's Eddie Haskell. You know. I just want to check. So. The uh, character with the inhaler. Sorry, what's his name? Uh, Mikey. Mikey. Sorry. So, did he just like not have asthma anymore, or like what was that? There's a lot of things with Mikey that get dropped. There's that. There's him never knowing the right word for anything at the beginning of the movie. Did that he just like beginning. come of age and then was like, "I don't need this fucking inhaler. I have well, confidence now." You know, he kissed his <laughs> brother's girlfriend. That's true. That's right. That's all it took. That's you know what? I bet you're right. I bet you're right. I bet it was that. Like they were trying to like do this. He's a man now. <laughs> yeah, because he was supposed to be the main character, but they kind of got like lost during the Weird. filming where the like there's it's too much fun where there's too many people who right. are too fun in this movie. But I think originally, yeah, I think it was supposed to be like he can't think of the right words and his brother overshadows him and he wants to live right. up to his brother and you know, he ends up kissing the girl and kind of getting over it but like they kind of dropped all of it and didn't have any comeuppance for like oh he he's going to show his brother up his brother can't think of a word and he does they never do that 
he never drops his inhaler or like yeah. I don't need this. There's no moment. There's like no that. payoff whatsoever. And yeah. and then there's the aborted storyline of Mouth and the the other girl. I can't remember her name. The glasses girl. Oh, Steph. I I think they were implying that there was something there towards the end of the film, and it just like mm-hmm. never amounts to anything. In the octopus scene like too that. that they cut, there there was some playful banter between the two of them. Right. And, and listen, like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, like, I can't judge this movie in a fair way because it, it and, and I shouldn't. Right. Like, I can't be object. Not that we're like actual critics of any, <laughs> you know, real variety. You take this very like, seriously, Matt. I there's there's no way for me to judge it. Effect like the point. The point know. of this podcast is to become critics by the end of it. Whatever. <laughs> whenever that comes, if ever. Right. <laughs> OK. Are you guys ready? Because I love this this movie so much, I felt like it was my obligation to to try and counterbalance myself. So I made up a new segment called Matt's Nitpicks. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Are we gonna? So I want Matt's Nitpicks now. And wasn't it cool when to have okay. slurs? What a cool when? What yeah. a cool when? I don't I don't know about Matt's Matt's uh, Matt's Nitpicks because I love that name by the way. <laughs> But the the one that cool one, I was thinking, just just like me or one of us doing the, like a really obnoxious '80s, like wasn't it cool when? Wasn't <laughs> it yeah. cool when? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Matt's nitpicks. Right. I don't know. All right, I don't think it's going to be a recurring segment because I'm only doing it because I love this movie so much. All right, you guys ready for some plot holes? Yeah, let's do a test let's run. Do it. All right, Matt's nitpicks. <laughs> Mouth came into the house at the beginning of the movie and mm-hmm. then afterwards chunk the gate was locked and he had to do the truffle shuffle mm-hmm. what's the deal with that why was the gate locked for one of them and not the other all right nitpick number two <laughs> <laughs> the house is being torn down tomorrow they mm. have not packed a single thing <laughs> and it is already afternoon i did notice that i didn't even think about that I that's did, yeah. a great nitpick nitpick number three i haven't noticed house any is being shows. torn down tomorrow but when rosalita and the mom leave and come back they have a full load of groceries <laughs> why are you filling up a house that you expect to be torn down tomorrow nitpick number four mom said that rosalita doesn't speak a word of english how did you entice her back to your house? <laughs> <laughs> Gestures? <laughs> Nitpick <Green>? number five. <laughs> it takes what? Two minutes to fill up a bike tire? Just go get an air pump. Why are you stealing a little girl's bike? <laughs> well, okay. Hang on. Time was of the essence for that one. He nah. had to go save his friends and his family. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? This is my coup de grace. This is my final nitpick, and it is a big one. The date. On mm. One-Eyed Willie's map and, uh, like, stone. 1612? 1632. 32. The year that the Oregon coast was explored <laughs> in search of the Northwest Passage. 1778. Oh. <laughs> There is nobody out there. There certainly <laughs> weren't any lighthouses that you could put in your goddamn stone. <laughs> That's it. I, That's Matt's nitpick corner. <laughs> I didn't notice any of that stuff. I got to be honest. That's great, Matt. I love this segment, and I really <laughs> I promote it, and I and I hope you keep doing it. But yeah, it's the greatest movie of all time, maybe. Probably not. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. We've seen some pretty great ones. Yeah, it's not. I know that in my heart, but it doesn't matter. I feel like I'm going to have such a hot take on this movie compared to you guys. Because uh, <gasps> I saw this as a kid and absolutely loved it. And when Tyler said he was picking the Goonies, I was so excited to to watch it again. Because I think I only saw it once as a kid, but it's always had this like, really high standing in my mind as just one of those quintessential 80s kids movies that I just loved every piece of it. And it broke some of the magic for me watching it again. (laughs) Oh, shit. And I didn't expect that because I 
I don't know if I really liked it as an adult. <laughs> what, I, what do you think it was that like killed it for you? Everything. Do you do you want to just seg- like segue into ratings and do yours? Sure. Well, well, hang on. I got one more. Did you know before we do ratings? Oh, I have a okay. did you know too. <gasps> this is my first one ever. Are you ready? Oh my god. Can I go first in case you're trying to steal mine? No. Go, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> did you know? Did you know? <gasps> did you know? <laughs> The actor that played uh, Sloth was a former NFL player. I did know. I knew this already. Mostly played, <laughs> mostly played on the Raiders, and he, for most of the movie, was wearing a Raiders T-shirt. I did not know that actually. Yeah, there you go. That's pretty cool. Did you know? Did you know? Did you know? Did you know? All right, Tyler. What's your did you know? My did you know is hey. Did you know? Did you know? The scene you where know? the kids, <laughs> the scene where the kids slide down that impossibly smooth water slide thing <laughs> and hit the water. They uh, they hit the pool at the bottom and they look up and they see the ship for the first time. Like holy crap, we just made it to the ship, and they all look amazed. Um, those reactions were genuine because Richard Donner had kept the ship, the entire ship set, which oh. was a full sized ship set that they built for this movie. A secret from all the kids until that moment. Oh, that's great. That's pretty amazing. That is great. That's a really good. Did you know? What? Oh my god! Oh my god! That's it's pr- such that's an good. 80s thing that like, yeah, we're going to build this entire fucking cavern with a yeah. full ship. Yeah. How do we get this scene? Well, just do it. Just we'll build, just build it. it. <laughs> yeah. Just build it. What's crazy is that it's so much more impressive than any Marvel movie nowadays. Right. Yeah. Um, and this movie only had, I mean, I say only, it had a $19 million budget. But that's like not that big compared to some of the big Marvel movies today. And it's so much more impressive than like a whole bunch of shit CG, you know? Mm. Uh, I say shit like it's still it's still artistry, but it's time intensive and not creative intensive, I guess, as much. The tricky part with Marvel movies is that they're like really well made and like there's no getting around that. Right. Like they are very competently constructed movies, but they are part of a system. Yeah, but so is fast food, you know, like it tastes good. But, you know, what am I getting out of it other than some like empty Mm. carbs, you know, diarrhea? (laughs) (laughs) there's there's i don't want to poo-poo marvel movies as a whole they're they're great like i i i i read comics or are used to anyway and i watch all the marvel movies and some of them are fantastic and the bad ones are still like okay they're fine they're good yeah that's the thing with marvel they never put out a bad product they they aren't going to put out anything that's going to change your life but they never put out a bad product that's the problem. Easy I want something to change my life. I want something that's like, right? Yeah. yeah. Lord of the Rings or something, you know. And but instead, I get I get a movie. Movie is what you want. Yeah, I just get this like, okay, yep, here's the good guy, and he's down on, or they're down on their luck in the beginning, and then they have some hardships, and then they get over it, and then at some point, it's a portal in the sky, and right. they stop the person who has a portal in the sky, and then yep. like, get ready for more action in yeah. the next one. Yeah, post or mid credits scene where we set up the next thing yep Mm -hmm. that's why i think everyone should go see the new suicide squad movie the brand new one from james gunn because james gunn's best and that movie's awesome i wouldn't call it brand new although i have been watching peacemaker and it's very good is it it didn't look great is that also james gunn yes okay i wasn't sure about that one yes it's james gunn he wrote and i don't think he directed them but he wrote all of them now I will definitely give it a chance because I was very worried that it was someone going like, oh, we get it. We we get the James Gunn humor. Let's just do it too. Like nah. James Gunn came from fucking trauma, man. Like he was in right. trauma days. Yeah. You know, that's why I think that's why I like it so much. Like all this stuff. He has that that old 80s mindset, you know? Yeah. The musical style he went for for that series is hair metal, which okay. I think is a really good fit. Ooh. Anyway. All right. We are not a TV podcast yet. We are a movie one of us podcast. will eventually pick a TV series, a cinema podcast. Then we have to watch a whole whole series in a week. <laughs> you know, we can do like a segment that's like contemporary recommendations. 
We should ask our listeners what they want. All 11 of you, what would you like to hear? Write in at syndication. What is it? Syndication podcast? Syndication at gmail.com. That's or the one. What is syndication. it? Syndication at gmail.com. Syndication podcast at gmail.com. No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Just syndication. Syndication podcast. At- <laughs> no. That's C I N E C A T I O N at gmail.com. How do you spell Gmail? G M A I L.com. We have so little interaction from anybody that we promise we will read it and we will mention it on the show. If you want a shout out, you can write in. Even my father, when he found out that we had come back, was like, oh, I've got a, I have so many episodes to catch up on. I haven't heard any word. I've made so many <laughs> references to him in these episodes that he's not responded to. I oh. think we lost him, guys. So yeah. here's something that's fun. My brother, independently, I didn't like coax him into this. He reached out and said, hey, and he just commented on a on the Jaws episode. He's like, hey, you guys are talking about the Goonies. This is kind of why I picked this episode, too. Nice. He's like, hey, you guys are talking about uh, Steven Spielberg doing all these movies, and you mentioned the Goonies. And the fact that he wasn't involved with it turns out he was in, in some way. Oh. I was like, really? And then so I looked it up and then I kind of got interested and then I picked the Goonies. Shout out to Tyler's brother. That is Connor Young, my brother, who. Oh, so I wasn't going to shout him it's out. It's your boy, Maddie Smokes. I'm it because he's going to be joining me, uh, joining us for <gasps> my next pick that comes up. Oh, in like nice. A, like a month or so. I'm so excited about this. As long as everybody's cool with that. Special oh, yeah, sure. guest. No. <laughs> Special guest. Well, sorry, Connor. You can't come on. <laughs> we all we all love Connor. And I want him to know it was me. <laughs> he's way he's way cooler than you, Tyler. I always tried to I was always trying to figure out how to switch switch brothers, you know? <laughs> I was always known as Connor's brother growing up. So you Were know. You, <laughs> you're the older one. I think that's yeah, what we should start right. calling you. Connor's brother. Connor's brother. <laughs> that's Ellis me. Island and Connor's brother. Oh, <laughs> uh yeah, he uh I'm not gonna he already knows the pick. My my next pick. I, I already know, know the pick is. too. Uh, Devin knows. Oh. I'm going to keep it a secret for you two because fuck you guys. Fuck us. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Yeah, let's get to ratings. Ratings. Yeah, so I'm going to continue my point about what I was saying about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> now that we're back to back to ratings and I've done those did you knows. Yeah, so what is strange is this movie is like my kind of movie. This has everything yeah. that I want out of a movie. It's an 80s movie. It's ridiculous. It's over the top prosthetics yeah it's it's all uh you know practical effects but and i saw it as a kid it had tons of like nostalgia for it and then i watched it (laughs) as an adult (laughs) and i don't know it just didn't it was missing so much of the magic that i had as a kid and like Mm -hmm. i feel like nostalgia can move it it can it can really carry a film for me a lot more than most people (laughs) And it just didn't quite make it. I was like full steam ahead in the first like 30 minutes. And then it just really fell apart for me. Was it the logic of the film that killed it for you? <sighs> it was... The performances? Yeah. I mean, it was like kind of the kids' performances, right? Like they were just being chaotic kids, you know, yeah. amming up their lines. And it's... <laughs> It's fine. It is what it is, but it didn't it was it was just it was just noise after a certain point of them just like, "Oh, and we got to go do the treasure thing over here and and like they're just saying things and moving <laughs> forward and like and I'm like, "Okay, this is what they're doing now," but it didn't have any like I don't know. It wasn't good acting <laughs> and it wasn't like no. it wasn't an amazing movie from a from that standpoint. So, I don't know. It, it was a little rough for me. And I'm pretty disappointed, honestly, because I really, I really like. <laughs> it should have stayed <laughs> in that it. time capsule. I know. I feel like it kind of broke it for me a little bit. Which I, I don't. That, that's honestly really tragic. Yeah, it I'm is. really sad about that. I am also very sad about it. <laughs> it's like you took like a priceless family heirloom out of storage and dropped it as you were walking it to that's, your car. That's <laughs> what it feels like. Yeah. And it very, I very rarely have that happen. It happens with things that I see as a kid. And don't 
like revisit periodically throughout my mm, life, right? Yeah. For example, I love The NeverEnding Story, right? Mm. And I watched that as a kid, fell in love with it, and I've watched it every couple of years as I've gotten older. And the nostalgia gives me a little boost, you know? <laughs> That's interesting because I I feel like your relationship with the Goonies is what my relationship with Neverending Story is like. Me mm. too. I just said the same thing. I watched yeah. it like a week ago for some. Oh, reason. I, I haven't watched it as an adult. Does it not hold up? Should I not do it? <sighs> some of it does. Some of it's amazing still, but I don't know the overall like <laughs> it's it's the child acting. Like I kind of hate all the kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Not being a kid anymore. And this movie, The Goonies, I watched, like, I think just once as a kid, right? Because it was like, you know, it's that time where, like, one of your friends has it on, like, VHS, and that's the only, literally the only source that you can see the movie. (laughs) Like, you can't get it anywhere else. There's no streaming or anything like that. It almost feels dirty to watch it on streaming these days. It it feels like I should have a VCR that I should be plugging a tape into. (laughs) Of course, Devin's got one. Uh... (laughs) Being a, being a hipster at all, I do, <laughs> I do have one. But I I find some like random tapes at stores. And you never know what you're gonna get. Me and Tyler watched this random ass Japanese horror movie. Oh, it was fantastic. <laughs> it was. It's pretty fun because you go in completely blind. It was like a weird Japanese swamp thing from the eighties. Yeah. Oh, weird. It was pretty great. Yeah. And half of it didn't have subtitles. <laughs> we we're just guessing at what they were saying. Half of it did, the, though. The problem was that the tape was so worn that the subtitles got, like, washed out for por- <laughs> portions, portions of the film. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's kind of a bummer. And I'm going to say that, yeah. I'm gonna What's your it, number? <laughs> I'm going to give it, like, a 5.5. 5.5. Wow. Really? Yeah. Wow. That is way lower than I thought it was going to be. Wow. I know. It's it's as low as I can get it while still being a recommendation. In I my feel mind. I feel bad like like this like <laughs> I feel like I'm watching someone's like childhood die. Yeah, it's really you sad. Broke this for him, Tyler. This is your you're doing. Yeah, I feel kind of bad. I could have lived it. the rest of my life thinking remembering this as as the wonderful magical adventure story that I that I saw as a child, <laughs> and that it and was to be fair. Sure, I mean but I think, not anymore. I think. I'm just going to objectively say you are wrong and that you saw this movie wrong this time. <laughs> Tyler, you Tyler watched it wrong. So. Yeah. Let's go into my rating. I I agree with Matt. Uh, Devin did it wrong and he watched it stupid. And uh, <laughs> he, uh, I don't know, like Devin is having this weird crisis of like, I loved this movie as a kid. And as with an adult brain, I just can't get into it. I'm having this weird, as a kid, it just it didn't register on my radar. It just wasn't something. I, I don't know if it was either because my parents weren't into it. And so because I couldn't buy things, I wasn't into it because I couldn't see it. And I don't know how much of it was just a disinterest in it. And then as an adult watching it now, I'm like, fuck yeah, this movie's great. I can't believe I haven't seen this as a kid. You know, yeah. I feel like I would be with Matt in the same camp. It'd be baked in my DNA too. And I'd be referencing it my entire life. It seems like something that, I'm kind of bummed that I didn't have it in my life this whole time. I was blown away, not to like, you know, peek behind the curtain here, but you told us that we were watching this movie over text because of some weird complications. I was blown away. If we had been recording, I would have asked you so many questions about how have you never seen this movie? Mm. This is your perfect movie. It was a very Tyler movie, yeah. I feel like I feel like there are a good amount of movies on my list right now of of upcoming picks. That are like that. Um, uh, the very next one that I'm going to bring my brother on, I know it's it's one of those movies because of the way he talks about it and the way that Devin talks about it and, and other people. Okay. Again, not to spoil it, but like it's it's another one of those movies where like people are like you, I okay. There's like movies that everybody has seen, and there's movies like you personally need yeah. to see. You know, you Tyler should have grown up on the Goonies. Yes, I I 100% agree, and for yeah. that I'm going to give it a nine. Nice. Um, it's not, it's not, I don't know, like structurally, it's not a fantastic movie. It's just so fucking fun that I can't, right. I can't, you know, I yeah. just, I can't knock it. It's so yeah. good. It's so funny. I'm with you. You know, of course it's problematic. There's a lot of fat shaming in it. There's a lot of like, uh, 
like what the fuck like what the fuck a sloth you know yeah like like a like a mentally challenged person he has super strength what is that you know like (laughs) (laughs) he's superman But I just can't. It's great. I can't knock it. It's so fun. The whole movie. I was just like, yes. And then what? <laughs> and then what happens? Also, you know, I, can we just take a brief moment to pause on the fact that at the end of this movie, a family is suddenly on the hook for caring for a middle-aged mentally handicapped adults because a child said so he does not (laughs) check with his parents he just says sloth you're coming to live with me and the parents are like oh uh yikes okay i guess what Um, happens when you go to college the scene after the credits roll that they didn't show you was the parents like hey uh uh what's chunk's real name i don't even know do they say his real name in the movie i don't know if they ever do (laughs) Telling more stories, Lawrence. Oh, no, that's not even for real. Hey, Steve. Uh, <laughs> yeah, th- this guy, no, he needs to go to, like, too. a facility. He can't live with us. I'm sorry. He needs, like, care and attention and, like, rehabilitation. He's been uh, in a basement, uh, fed scraps for his entire life. He, he needs, Lawrence like... Lawrence is his real name. Lawrence. Matt, or... Uh, no, let's go with Jackie. I, well, no. Yeah, don't end on a down note. Go to Jackie next. <laughs> We'll keep this fast. Um, I'm going to give it a five, an extra two points, because my husband likes it so much. You're going to give <laughs> it a three? So it's going to be a three. No, it's and a then... five because I think it's important for millennials to see. And I'm going to give it an extra two points because I don't want my babes, one of his favorite movies, to be poorly rated. Oh, so it's a seven now. It's a seven. Oh. And then Matt, what do you give? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do something uh, I don't think anybody's ever done and recuse myself from the normal scoring system. I do that all the time. <laughs> he does. I was running on a I completely do. different system for a while. Well, I'm, I was going to kind of borrow your system, right? So let me just say, <laughs> I'm going to give this 10 out of 10 childhoods. Oh, mm, so it's not a 10 out of 10 because you're morally against 10 out of 10s. Listen, I get it is not even remotely moderately close to a perfect movie i understand that right i'm not trying to argue that i on this very episode have pointed out a shit ton of very fundamental issues with the plot but it was such an important movie to me as a kid that it like it can do no wrong to me personally and i just don't feel like i can be like an objective critic of it I feel so left out. Yes. Yeah. No, honestly, it's the joy. exact opposite of you, Devin, which is like, I mean, I guess it's not the opposite because you said you watched it once and loved it. I watched this countless times and loved it as a child. Yeah. So maybe that's like, maybe I inoculated myself he kept checking as a child. In. Yeah. Right. That's what I was saying, right? With like the never ending story examples. Yeah. It's right. The same thing. I um, want to rate this like an eight or a nine so badly. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm just not there. I get it. I totally understand your score. I really do. Like, if I take myself completely out of the emotions, out of my own experience, I look at this movie and I go, like, it's like a mid-weight, right? Yeah. Like, it's totally a 5.5. It's fun, but, like, you probably don't have to watch it. <laughs> but, like, I, me personally, if I put myself back into it, which I don't think you can help but do as a critic, I love it so much. And and it's irrational, and it makes no sense, and there's so many issues with it, but like, I want to dig in my backyard and find a fucking pirate ship. And this speaks to that. <laughs> I just love that that's your score. And then there's me as an adult for the first time watching, like, I love it. It's so good. <laughs> I um, want to dig in my backyard right now. Yeah. 10 out of 10 childhoods. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Matt, what are we doing? Yeah. Next what are we episode? picking, Matt? Yeah. 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 Okay. So, we have done. The Marx Brothers. Mm-hmm. We have done mm-hmm. Charlie Chaplin. Okay. Mm-hmm. The only I contemporary from that time that we have not done is Three Buster Stooges? Keaton. Oh. Buster Keaton. Okay. So we're going to watch what many people consider to be his magnum opus, The General. Ooh. Mm. Okay. 
I, I don't have him <laughs> on my list, but Buster Keaton has himself been on my list of like people to look yeah. up. I've also never seen a Buster Keaton movie. I've seen clips of Buster Keaton. Right. There's the famous from... one of like the front of the house coming yeah. down and he's yep. Buster Keaton's famous for doing like practical like he just does it and it's so right. fucking dangerous. Yeah. He's That's the original what I love Johnny Knoxville about earlier Hollywood is they did shit like that. That they were just like we'll just we'll just do it, right? We got to film we got to do a shot of this guy jumping off this building. So just jump off the building. We'll film it. Hope you don't get hurt too badly. Right. If you do, then uh, fuck. I guess we'll just start over. I mean, there's yeah. literally a famous scene of Buster Keaton jumping off a building. <laughs> there you shit. go. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool, man. So yeah, I don't, I've don't. i never seen a Buster Keaton movie myself. I also have seen lots of clips and appreciate sort of what he brought to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, at, you know, amongst his contemporaries, uh, so I'm looking forward to it. We'll see. It's it's old Hollywood, which is I think normally scores pretty well around here. So hopefully Usually. we'll break the mat curse of the last couple episodes. <laughs> the mat. Goonies Woo. was good enough. Woo. Goonies was good enough. Good enough. Good enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nailed Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Love you. Learning he loves you. Movies. Just me. Just about everyone movies. else. Hates Not the rest of us. Learning about <laughs> bees. Devin scared the shit out of me playing Back for Blood the other day. <laughs> he went, ah! Real loud, out of nowhere. Like It was like silent for a good like 10 minutes, and he just went, ah! <laughs> I kept getting genuinely scared by the zombies. And then I went, Jesus Christ! And then Pat started cracking up. It was great. Yeah, he loved it.